Henswell walks in. I'm Al Rich. We're Ireland's newest boxing podcast. That's King Modo, rock band based in Newbridge, County Kildare. If you haven't heard of them, look them up. You're in for a treat. Big up to Lenny and Rubber for letting us use the track. Before we get into boxing matters, I want to talk to you about Tree of Hope. And who are Tree of Hope? Well, they're a localised charity group. They plant trees as a symbol of support to communities and neighbourhoods. And they offer uh, comfort um, to those affected by mental health and suicide. So if you get a chance, get along to their social media page, Facebook page, have a look. And if there's anything at all you can do to help them, it'll be, it'll be hugely appreciated. We're going to try and get Ashling um, or somebody on Nolene to have a chat in the next days or weeks. And we'll get a little bit more in-depth detail about what those guys are about. So Tree of Hope, if anyone can do anything to support them, help them, look them up on Facebook, social media. This is it. It's almost time. All the fun and games. Messing about, throwing shapes, making promises, making threats. It all ends tonight. Whoever wins fights Anthony Joshua. There's no reason why there can't be a trilogy. There's no reason why there can't be a series of fights. None. But what I don't agree with and what I don't want to see happen is Anthony Joshua to continue to be matched with substandard opponents and the two genuine boxers, the two genuine heavyweight titleists, contenders are frozen out purely on the basis of who their promoters and who their TV sponsors are. I think if boxing is going to return to where it needs to be, which it's getting there, but if it's going to go return in full, it's relying on the heavyweight division to be in order. And I really think tonight is going to take a massive step. Who have I got? Team Fury. But I spoke to former Irish heavyweight Ian Timms earlier on this week. Ian is a former stablemate of Tyson Fury. He's trained with him. He's, he's been about him in the build-up to fights. And I asked Ian for his thoughts on how he thinks it'll go. How he thinks Tyson will handle the build-up. And what, how he thinks people have perceived Tyson then and now. And could Tyson win on Saturday night? No, oh, he win Tyson. Pat Marlowe, the national man, you listen to the coaches, he's a very clever man, very mad, great boxing business and heavyweight, very, very, very clever man. You actually listen to him, man. People think, like, there he is, he's big Tesco, you know, he's world champion, you know, he's always, like, all looking at some perfection. You know, so we see some man like him, man. Come on, when you tell you, like, what happened is, like, he might be the world champion, and he's just an arm on him, and then he suffers like everyone else. But the last one, uh, you know, come out and do that, he's doing brilliant, he's helping a lot of people, and I think it's amazing what he's up to doing, but, um, I'm not going to fall out of his foot, you know. He's on the orthodox, he's got balance, waist, things, or tats. And will the build-up likely to cause him any sort of anxiety, or is he likely to get any sort of nerves or pre-fight jitters or anything like that, Ian? Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, well, look what he's had to go through and what he's come back from, and 
I honestly think the best of him, the best Tyson Fury beats the best Deontay Wilder on, on Saturday night. Won't be easy, but will be um will be done, I think. I honestly do believe it. Uh thanks for your time, Ian. Thanks for taking the call. We'll have a special with Ian. Um we'll have a little special episode about him and his, his amateur career and, and his achievements. Be getting the thoughts of uh Lenadoon cruiserweight uh Tommy McCarthy in a few minutes as well, but Here's how I'm going to sum it up. What's been said, who's saying it, where it's been said, when it's been said, and why it's been said, it's all really irrelevant. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the cliches that have been trotted out, he's no power, Fury has no power. Um, but his record will tell you he's 27 wins with 19 KOs, 6 foot 8, almost 6 foot 9. How has he got no power? How has he got 19 knockouts and he's got no power? Yeah, the counter to that is, Wilder has 40 knockouts, or 39 knockouts. Yeah, look through the record. Just look through it. And, and I am going to look through the record now in two seconds. But uh, the other things, then, the, the other cli- lazy, lazy cliches. Um, ben Davison is too young. He's, he's no experience. He's, he has. Okay, I would say that there was an acknowledgement made um, that Freddie Roach was added to bring that little bit that may be, that may be missing. Um, but when you talk about young trainers, there's been young trainers throughout history. Throughout history, they've done this. We had Freddie Roach, Adam Booth, Shane McGuigan, constantly, all the time. That's where Kazim, <coughs> Kazim Richard said on yesterday or the day before, the, f- the sport, the future of sport is always in youth, always. And he's right. It's, it's, it's very true. I mean, the, the young trainers are always coming through and they're always pushing the boundaries and they're always taking what they learned from the, from the guys in the past and they're, and they're improving it and adding to it and then they were passing it. Counter that thing saying Wilder can't box. Okay, he boxed well against Stavern, really well against Stavern, but Stavern turned up fat and out of shape and not interested. Took a payday and got beat. Neither man has faced an opponent like the hell, like the will uh, tonight. Neither one. Um, that'll bring you on to the body of work, and you you, you look at who's who's fought who and what who at what point in their career. I'm not going to list off the 40 fights that Wilder's had, but what we'll do is we'll try and take little key markers along both careers. Wilder's had 40. You may as well say his first 25 fights were... They were, they were padding. Right? Okay, you've got uh, his fifth fight, Charles Brown. Tenth fight, Alvaro Morales. Fifteenth, DeAndre Albon. Who's, uh, who was 11 years older than him. And he's a record of 25 wins, 10 losses. Okay, that's in his fifteenth fight. In his fifteenth fight, contrast that with with Tyson Fury's fifteenth fight, tell by Chisora, the unanimous decision. Okay, so there's just their little key markers that I'm looking out for. Number his twentieth fight, David Lone. Twenty fifth, David Damon McCreary. Thirtieth fight, Nicola Ferreta. Fury fought Nicola Ferreta in his sixteenth fight, as opposed to Wilder's thirtieth fight. So you're getting a little little feel for that. Fury's 18th fight, Martin Rogan, who had one prize fighter, tough, durable, give it all he's got opponent. His 20th fight, Kevin Johnson, 23, Del Boy Chisora, the rematch, 24, Christian Hammer, and 25, Vladimir Hitchko. Okay, so you, when you're looking at the body of work, there's no comparison, none. You've got, okay, in, in his last three fights, possibly you could say, uh, Wilder really stepped up, uh, but Duapas, if anything, possibly showed some 
some some frailties in his game. Uh, his power wasn't getting him out. Duapas was going nowhere. He was um, Luis Ortiz had him in an old world of trouble, whole world of trouble. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's the body of work for me and the records for me sway towards Fury. I know the padded record and and, and a lot of the uh, casual nineteen ninety nine boys will will tell you that uh, oh, 40 wins, thirty nine KOs. Yeah, that's grand lads. Just give us your nineteen ninety nine and watch the fight and talk to each other because um, the body of work doesn't compare there is no comparison obviously the very clear the very very clear standout in this is the right hand hitter quitter if, if that right hand detonates it's going to be um, it's going to be uh, yeah it should be over if, it, if, it, if he lands it with everything he's got where he's gone where he went to land it and it, if it was anyone else yeah I'd say for sure but if you're, yeah look the right hand is the big shot and that is the one and Tyson has to stay away from it he has to circle away he has to work his conditioning is, is supreme um, Wilder constantly in the gym he's constantly training he's constantly in it but in saying that he does tire he does tire and when he tires he gets sloppy and frustrated and, um, how does Tyson win the fight? Um. I think he needs to faint and move. He needs to twitch and move the shoulders, faint shots, faint left to right, move the head constantly jitter. And I think that was what we saw in the press conference as well the other night. If you, if you know, Fury is or Wilder is very, very jittery, very jittery. He he moves the slightest move at all, and, and and Wilder jumping all over the place like there's a hand grenade gone off. It's um that'll burn a lot of energy. It'll take up a lot of um a lot of energy. I think Tyson faints, head moves. Um, it will cause Wilder to move more than he needs to, more than he wants to. And I think that's the first key point in that fight. I think it's going to be Tyson has to feint, move the head, switch hit, move to southpaw, um, as he did against Vlad. And um, I think Wilder will react and will burn that energy. Uh, uh, that's going to be a big, a bigger, big thing as well. How is, Fuhr, how is Wilder going to react to the southpaw? He didn't, he didn't handle it at all well against Ortiz at all well uh, uh, Ortiz caused him a whole world of trouble with the jab and it, it, it almost cost him the fight it almost cost him the fight um, the fainting if Tyson can get it get the fainting game get the movement game going it'll allow him to set up his jab he's a 15 stone man he's getting, getting jabbed getting the head jabbed off by a 20 stone man um, you're going to have it's going to cause him problems uh, if he doubles the jab, trebles the jab. Like Ortiz had world, as I said, Ortiz had him in an absolute world of trouble, and it should have, could have, and should have cost him the fight. So, the, so if he can constantly feint and jabbing allows him to set up that hook, his counter hook, um, just to frustrate. And that's the, 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 another point. He's got to frustrate Wilder. Ortiz and Duapas had a defense a good defense they used defense which was decent enough and they had a jab and frustrated and it really did frustrate him because against Wild, against Duapas and Ortiz he, he didn't he didn't have anything like what he normally has is, is in, in terms of control in the fight he gets extremely sloppy when he's trading and frustrated his feet go all over the place his head goes out in front of his feet and his elbows and his shoulders and there's, there's nothing there's no technique there whatsoever and Fury has the best mover in defense in the heavyweight division bar none 
bar none. There is no doubt, there's no argument, there's no discussion on that. There isn't a better technical defensive heavyweight fighter in that division. So I think if he gets him on the inside, which is something that Wilder has absolutely nothing, zero while zero inside game, he needs to get him the inside on the clinches, pepper him at the pepper him at the body, hit the behind the shot, behind the just whatever he has to do, the dark arts. Wilder hasn't got that inside game, he's got nothing, so what he'll do is he'll clinch and he'll hold and he'll turn. Fury needs to work that body and uppercut in the clinch and do whatever he has to do in there. The down the, the, the problem is Tyson can get can get lazy and he can switch off and tired and, and, and it leaves him open to counters and he drops the hands, puts the hands down, he lies in the ropes and tries to roll over the shots and that's a most 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 must must keep his hands up every time Wilder comes within range. Has to really has to. Um, Freddie Roach made a really interesting point during the week um, about when he was asked how it's going to work or it in the corner with himself and Ben and he said he approached Ben when, when, when they agreed that he was going to be in the corner he approached Ben and he asked him about taking pads for a bit because he said Wilder uses the overhand right an awful lot and Freddie had a couple of different methods of catching that overhand right that was a very standout very key something that jumped out of me of all the stuff that I've listened and watched all week so watch out for that one. Um, Wilder's defense is so unorthodox and can can be a problem for Fury because but he tends to lean back when he's retreating out. He leans back. So if Tyson is thrown and he's on a, uh, if he's not technically on point, it'll cause him to, to, to miss and, and then to burn up the energy. And that's a big... If this, as I said, two years ago, this was no concern. But if, if um, it is a concern now, and, and, and it's how the gas tank is, you know, how did the above sea level training go? Has it stood to him? How is this, how has he got for, for championship rounds when it comes to it down the stretch? Um, so when Wilder's defeat uh, defending himself and trying to he leans back, he's out. Tyson needs to just keep his game, keep himself technically right, keep himself square on. Um, he should throw the right, try and throw his right. Um, as Wilder is going back so try and just keep him at bay with his right hand um, just just as a defence because Wilder as he's on the way back out if he's leaning back and swinging it could cause it could it could just uh, land and could be troublesome when Wilder's about to throw that right hand um, Freddie Roach also made a point that he twitches that just as he's about to to cock the hand to throw it and he twitches slightly so these are things that they've obviously watched hours and hours and hours of um, footage um, so just to be aware of when, when he's about to throw the bomb as he calls it um, that he twitches so Tyson I'm sure will have that well well um, drilled and it seems to be since since they came to Freddy's gym uh, they seem to have worked on strategy constantly it seems to have been the main part of what they went there for so basically as well he got to steep, stay away off the ropes keep his defence on point don't try roll with the shots don't try and be clever keep his hands up keep keep himself um, technically in the superior which is what he is anyway you know um, he has to just try and frustrate Wilder as much as he can as often as he can for as long as he can because when, when he gets frustrated and he gets sloppy and uh, don't anybody, anyone that tries to tell me that 
Tyson Fury has no power can just uh, not bother because it's it's absolute horseshit, horseshit. And that's the last I, the, the only thing I'd say on that little bit. Um, and I suppose the biggest key point for me is, and the winning in this fight for me for Tyson Fury is Freddie Roach, Tyson Fury, and the team together. They're a very bunch, very together bunch. You can see it in them. It's the time, apart from any, apart from all the obvious that Tyson has had to rec- recover from and everything else, the bond is there. You can see the bond when Fury is trying all the shit, or when Wilder was trying all the shit. The press conference, the win with his Halloween mask and his bomb squad and his. Ron's bomber persona and all these little um, gimmicks that he likes to hide behind and whatever. Um, it, they didn't flinch. They never moved. If anything, they, they flinched to get in to the deep contact and to get into where, where things were happening. The, the press conference was very interesting. Did I, Wilder just went off the deep end for really what appeared to be nothing. It, it appeared to be... There was some sort of Bunsey was. I listened to an interview with Bunsey early on, and he claimed that it was uh, what caused him to go off was Shane and Tyson's brother was basically laying down a line marker and said, that "If anyone interferes from here on, is getting some," because there was a lot of interference from the the uh, bomb squad or the bum squad or whatever they want to call them. Um, and the only other thing I, for me, it's a win. It's a fury win. And it can be on a points win, it can be a knockout if he wants, it could be a TKO, I think, uh, that's that's what I think, That's I think it's going to be a win for Fury. Uh, can Wilder win? Absolutely, of course he can win. Can he knock him out? Yes, he can. Will he knock him out? No. No. I think the closer this fight has come, the enormity of it has, reali- has, a, has um, dawned on him I think he realises how big Fury is how good Fury is he's had to play second fiddle to him all week he's used to dictating he's used to constructing conducting the orchestra and this week he's had to be reactive all the time and he doesn't like it and I think he is in for 12 rounds of boxing that he hasn't seen the likes of in his 40 fights and I think we're going to be looking at the WBC champion tomorrow morning and let's just hope this time, Britain and British media and all the vultures and the prostitutes that hang out with that lot, let's hope this time um, there's no scapegoats. And if you want a scapegoat, go find one where it deserves to be found because uh, your your performance or lack of performance the last time was nothing short of abysmal and disgusting. And all your champions that you've, that you've decided to build up in the senior division since then wouldn't be if it wasn't for a certain performance in Dusseldorf a few years ago. So let's just um, try and control the vile hatred this time and, and, and give some credit where it's due because uh, you don't deserve to have somebody like that at your, uh, in, amongst you if, if you want to treat them the way you treated them. The last little thing I'm going to say before I just put a, a, a brief uh, clip from, from Tommy Tommy McCarthy's views on the fight later on. Um, just an outside note. Um, AJ's AJ's opponent for April. Not that it's irrelevant. Um, it's irrelevant tonight, and it's probably relevant depending on the on the opponent. But uh, Eddie likes to use um, this phrase: uh, "There's an outside chance of a wild card opponent." What if Tyson Fury wins tonight? What gym has he been training in for the last six, seven weeks? Whose gym is it? 
what's it called? <laughs> I know that's probably my tinfoil hat, but how it wouldn't be unlike Mr. Hearn to uh, say, well, I did tell you it was a wild card. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, just, just a little bit light-hearted. Uh, looking forward to it now. Time is ticking down. Uh, I'm going to leave it. Close it out with the words from Tommy McCarthy on how he thinks is going to win. And I hope everybody enjoys the fight. I hope uh, we can share the love. Spread uh, in the boxing podcast. Apologies for the delay over the last few days. There's been some technical problems. Uh, a couple of interviews that I did uh, had some serious. Um, static interference from the mobile phones which I tried to clean and everything else didn't work so I've uh, just gone ahead with the preview in the coming weeks I have um, fascinating interviews with Declan Spellman and Tommy McCarthy Ian Timms uh, Alan Reynolds Daryl Duffy and there's a few of our current senior champions and new senior champions so here's a few thoughts from Tommy McCarthy as I said um, I've cleaned up the audio as quick as possible but it was only literally recorded a few minutes ago on uh, mobile phone conversations so I haven't had much time to spend on it uh, I'm going to listen to Tommy and I'll leave you with a quote at the end from his uh, his wife and it's probably one of the better quotes I've heard of and so props to um, Mrs. Amy Mack um, it was a, a very very good quote so here's Tommy I've been arguing with myself from the very bad enough because I, I feel that the two strengths what they have are like Fury can do everything what Wailer can do and Wailer can do what Fury can do and what well, all Wailer has over Fury is he is dangerous for the whole 12 rounds and I know that what you were saying the, the first 30 fights could have took their points to do them in but Lewis Ortiz you know, he's old or whatever, but Wailer was, uh, Wailer was finished, and Bob Brown was the half round, he knocked him out, it was the second half, it was championship round of time. Wailer spent, still was able to knock him out. Seb shows me that, you know, Wailer can really, really bang, it's not no flesh, no pounds. So, so right up the, like, card press, right up the, the line, Fury needs to be switched on. With Fury, I think Fury could box holes them all day long. I say, job, like, just box the head clean off. But he needs to keep his focus. Um, because it only takes one shot from Wayland. Mm. I'm not saying that Fury's tenure on him, he's obviously not. But he's been cut before and he's went down by a lesser puncher. So he needs to make sure that you know, like, so I so. Fury has a 
Jerry Kenny win by an outright four points where Randy Tony win by an outright. So that uh, see me saying that though, that that would give me 